It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry's a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. Let's get right to it. I noted that the Fed made a decision to keep interest rates steady, but they also said they noted some rising inflation. What do you think that means for the real estate market? It means further gradual increases of, our, of interest rates over time. <laughs> At some point. But not right now. How long have we been talking about this, Steve? I know. It's oh, been years. I know. True. It's, <laughs> and every time in my world when experts predict that rates are going to rise, they never do. Yeah. But I yeah. think this time they're going to. Oh, th- this will be the year. <laughs> I think, especially if inflation is rising and it stays that way. Interest rates will definitely yes. rise because they track inflation. That's right. But it doesn't mean anything for you now in terms of no. if I'm going to buy a house, the mortgage rates are going to stay stable yep. right now. And we know that housing prices are going up. So that's kind of the inflation story right there. Right. And the interest rates have bumped up a little bit anyway, as it is. So Now, things must be good in the economy because Freddie Mac has now expanded its 3% down payment loan for new buyers. So Why do you think they would do that? You know, well, my opinion, they obviously feel that the economy is doing well. They also feel that they're competing against, you know, uh, three and a half FHA loans. Mm -hmm. This makes it easier for a lot of new buyers. And quite honestly, they obviously feel that the housing market is increasing because they wouldn't offer this if the market was declining. So in my mind, their view of the housing market is that it's strong and it's going to continue to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good sign. You know, I would tend to worry that only putting 3% down could cause problems in the future, but I think they've got that figured out. Right. As best as a government agency can actually figure out anything. You know, it's really about qualifying. And if the buyers, you know, do qualify, then we're good. Last go around, they weren't qualifying. (laughs) You just had to have a pulse and you got the money. (laughs) So there's a big difference there. Well, that's good to hear. All right. Let's change gears here because I like these kinds of questions that people write in. And here's one. Here's the question. We have a question regarding some personal property damage at our condominium association. A common plumbing pipe that is located on one of the garages was leaking and apparently damaged an electric table saw located in the garage belonging to a unit owner. The owner advised that the pipe had been leaking since last summer, but it did not report it to the association last month. Now the owner wants the association to pay him for the damaged saw. Is the association obligated to do this? Based on these facts, the opinion is no. Why is that? Well, the association is responsible for damages to the saw if the association knew or should have known that the common element pipe leak was about to occur or was occurring and did nothing about it. But in this case, the association was not negligent in failing to prevent the leak because they weren't aware of it. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Right. So if something happens like that, tell them early, make it official. Right. Put it in writing. Put it in writing and then move on and you should be okay. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Hey, I like this one. Our community does not allow the use of golf carts. A resident is in possession of a valid disabled placard for her vehicle and utilizes uh, various mobility devices. She's recently begun to use her golf cart as a personal mobility vehicle within the community. So in many cases, she's not en route 
to a specific destination, but she's enjoying the fresh air. She's looking at the scenery. You know, she's living her life. So does her use of a golf cart as a mobility device qualify under the ADA and protect it as such? Would the community's no golf cart policy supersede the ADA's authority? Well, the community says that the applicable law in a residential community is the under the Fair Housing Act as opposed to the ADA, which applies to public places such as shopping malls and restaurants. However, the law as it applies to persons of disability is essentially the same. So if a person in question has a qualifying disability that substantially impairs a major life activity, then they are entitled to a reasonable accommodation under the law. Okay, it makes sense. So it's basically saying no matter what she uses it for, if it's valid, that the Fair Housing Act says that the association has to make an accommodation right. for this person and which supersedes the association's rules. And in that case, she's, uh, she should be allowed to use the golf cart. I like her idea, though. What's that? <laughs> Cruising around in a golf cart that's not permitted with a disabled. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she's disabled. <laughs> right, in this so, particular case. So she's not case. lucky. Okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, let's move on. This is interesting. I want to get your comments, your personal comments on that. We've talked about ad nauseum how inventory is so low. And it's actually even very low in the lower price points, which is kind of surprising because you think, yeah, I mean, if you have a $5 million house, inventory is going to be low, but not in the least expensive house. What's your current experience? Well, you know what I find, you know, in my marketplace, I have somebody looking for a lower priced home and there are four houses in our area under 350000 mm-hmm. in you know, East Boca Raton. And that's a lower priced home. And that's a lower priced home. Four. Four. I mean, that's like really sad. Yeah. Four. Out of thousands. Out of thousands. Okay. So, yeah, very low, low levels of inventory. Now, the question is, well, just because you're priced at a low point, does it mean you're going to sell it right away? The answer to that is no. Because if you price a house at 350 and it's really only worth 295 mm-hmm. 280 So it doesn't matter. It's not going to sell. Yeah. So even if it's low priced by the general standards of the marketplace, based on comps and other valuations, it still may be too high priced. Right. I'll give you another example. I have somebody else. The house is worth low 900s. Well, because there's nothing on the market right now, he feels we can ask 1.1 million. And I'm like, no, it depends on the comps. And the comps don't support anywhere near that number. The comps are pretty accurate these days, in a sense. Remember, they always lag, don't they? That's right. When markets are rising, homes are sold a month ago or two months ago. It doesn't really reflect. And it was the same, remember, when prices were falling. That's right. Comps were really a mess back then. But the bottom line is, he's pricing his house too high. He's trying to be clever, thinking, well, there's no inventories. People are going to pay up. You're saying no, because the comps don't support it, right? Correct. Okay. My guest, as always, is Terry Story, 29-year veteran located in Boca Raton, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.